What's up, guys? I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks for downloading this week's interview. Really appreciate that. And please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you got to do, all you got to do is rate, review, and subscribe. Send me a screenshot of your review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get that koozie in the mail for you. Keep the beer cold on Thanksgiving. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Well, we keep it rolling on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Let's say hello to a guy who's been on the show before and figured – why not now? And he is Mike Plank, editor of RockChalkTalk.com. Those guys do a fantastic job covering the Jayhawks. A little bit of news for these guys this week. Uh, Mike, you got a new head coach, Les Miles. We've talked about this. I think we had John before the season, and we had this conversation. What did David Beatty have to do to keep his job? And we both said minimum four, maybe five wins, and that was not going to happen. Um, before we get to what you think about Les Miles, do you think David Beatty ever had a realistic shot at keeping this job? Not after week one. And by the way, thanks for having me back on, Pete. Uh, it's always good talking to you. And yeah. I'm definitely glad to, to join you and, uh, and and talk a little Kansas football in November. How rare is that, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, definitely after the season opening loss to Nickel State, I, that may have been the final nail in the coffin. Uh, because here's the thing to consider, uh, what you just talked about, you know, our, our conversation six months ago or whenever that was, you know, four or five, maybe qualify for a bowl game. I mean, that Nickel State game was an overtime game without Puka Williams. If, if Puka plays in that game, there's no doubt in my mind Kansas wins that, right? And, and so now we're at four wins, and there was some, let's say, questionable officiating in the fourth quarter of that K-State game. Now, Kansas did themselves no favors by dropping passes and and fumbling the ball on the last play of the game and things like that. Uh, but, I mean, there's five wins that KU should have had. Uh, and, I mean, the Jayhawks just hung with Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma didn't punt a single time. You get a couple more turnovers or force a couple of punts, and maybe KU gets the upset of the, of the century there. You know, I mean, KU is – despite not looking good against Baylor and not looking good against Texas Tech and and some of the same things we've seen from David Beatty this year, you could make a serious case that, hey, Kansas should have five wins. Kansas should maybe be a bowl team this year. Uh, I mean, they're just right there on the edge. But uh, (laughs) it's hard to retain a coach who is 6-40 and and is 2-2 and against the FCS. How much of this, Mike, had to do with the fact that the recruiting class for 2019 is 169th in the country? Did you Do you think that Kansas put those two together in making this decision, or was it just about the on-field product this year? Oh, I definitely think that had something to do with it. Um, you, you know, Jeff Long was brought in here to – you know, for, for one reason, let's be honest. He was brought in here for one reason and that was to get the Kansas football program back on track. Yep. And, and he had to have taken a look at how David Beatty was recruiting. And you're right, KU has one verbal commit for the 2019 class. 
who is expected to sign in December. And he's a two-star running back out of Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that, that, that that's not – that's not anything. That's not anything to go on. KU already has three great running backs in, in the stable, uh, all of whom are freshmen or sophomores. So, uh, you know, this, it's not even a position of need, I guess you could say. So uh, the, the status of the recruiting class definitely had to have had something to do with it. Uh, I have no doubt. Uh, um, Baby did a great job. Let's, let's give him a little bit of credit. He did a great job for the 2018 recruiting class. Got KU's first ever top 300 players, Co Harris and Puka Williams. Uh, looks like it may be a decent recruiting class when all is said and done. But yeah, you know, and I don't know. I'm sure negative recruiting is a thing. People, uh, you hear conflicting reports, I guess, on on whether or not people actually do that. But I have no doubt that it's done, and I have no doubt that Beatty's top targets were getting nothing but but negative vibes from all the other schools out there who are telling him, look, man, he's done at the end of the year. You don't want to commit to a guy who's not going to be there, do you? I, I, I mean, it, it had to have affected the class, and and uh, it, Kansas just had to make a break, I think. Yeah, Mike Plank, Rock Chalk Talk, is joining us, the editor over there. So, Les Miles, you know, we've uh, exchanged notes on this over the past few weeks. I know you wanted them to go – uh, young up-and-comer, whether it's uh, someone like Seth Luttrell or some of that ilk. I was a big Les Miles fan. You know, my thinking here, Mike, is that nobody else uh, – this is not your standard rebuild, right? It's not like, hey, the team struggled lately. Let's get a young guy, hot shot in there. This is such a massive rebuild that you need somebody that can just get their foot in the door and get yourself and get the program in the living rooms that other guys can't do. And I think Les Miles does that, whether or not – He's the guy that's going to take him to the promised land, and his offense might be antiquated. From a recruiting standpoint, he does things. I don't think anyone else in the country that was realistically discussed for this job can do. So when you look at this hire, what do you make of it? Uh, well, Pete, you know what? I actually 100% agree with everything you just said right there. Okay. Um, I, you know, I was kind of hopeful that we would go for – I was kind of hoping for a triple option guy, you know, uh, a Jeff Monken or, or uh, you know, uh, a Paul Johnson type assistant or, or something like that, uh, j- just to be uh, different. Um, but uh, <laughs> the Les Miles hire is – does the exact same thing just without the you know crazy offensive switch. Um, you know, Les Miles is is different. He is an outside the box hire. He's not a, a P five coordinator. He's not a G five head coach. He's he's Les Miles. Man. He's the Mad Hatter, man. And, yeah, and uh, it, there are I think valid concerns. Uh, you know, with his uh, offensive style and and you know his age. I mean, he just turned 65. Uh, but 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 you're absolutely right. The the situation at Kansas, and I think that that this needs to be disseminated more. The situation at Kansas has not improved, in my opinion, and I feel like this opinion is backed by facts. Uh, the situation at Kansas has not improved. Uh, since David Beatty took over, uh, you know, the, all the reports, you, you see different numbers, but all the reports out there, you know, Beatty had 40 ish scholarship players when he took over. Well, they, he then went out and signed a recruiting class of 20 or whatever it was. So he had, he was in the sixties for his first game. Uh, well, that's right where they're at now. Uh, because the last two years, David Beatty abandoned his 
original plan to rebuild and went after JUCO players. So out of the out of the last two years, KU has had 45 signees. 24 of them, over half, have been junior college transfers. And so it's the same situation as what Charlie Weiss left us in. Uh, you know, Charlie Weiss won one Big 12 game his final year. David Beatty has won one Big 12 game this year. It's the exact same situation we were in four years ago. So you're right. It's not a typical rebuild. The scholarship numbers are down. Uh, the available scholarships are down due to, you know, taking transfers and, and blue shirts and gray shirts and all the recruiting tricks that David Beatty's tried the last couple of years. Uh, it, it is not a typical rebuild. And, you know, Les Miles definitely gives Kansas that cachet uh, to go out there. And um, I don't know if you're going to get to this or not, but, I'll be extremely interested to see who his coordinators are, his offensive and defensive coordinators, because those guys are probably going to be just as key uh, as Les Miles is in, in the rebuild of this program, uh, especially as offensive coordinator. I mean, if he wants to do three yards in a cloud of dust like he did at LSU, that's not going to work in the Big 12. Uh, and, and, you know, we're going to win. Maybe we'll win 10 games over the next four years instead of six, and it's not going to be good enough. But uh, but I, I'm definitely I'm definitely hopeful. Uh, I'm definitely surprised uh, that uh, Les Miles actually did want to come here. I I honestly didn't think it was a very realistic option, but uh, you know he's here. Yeah, he's here, uh, and and Mike Plank is here as well. Rock Chalk Talk editor over there. Guys do a great job covering the Kansas Jayhawks. So you know. Obviously, with this new early signing period, Mike, it changes the game. No longer do you have until February to kind of figure things out. you got a lot of guys that want to sign before Christmas here, so we don't know who the coordinators are going to be for Les Miles. i got to believe that that's been discussed already with Jeff Long. He has names. I don't know if he has to wait until the season ends to get those names into place, but i got to imagine that things have to move quickly here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and they actually said as much at his introductory press conference. Um, he said he had a pretty good idea of who he wanted to talk to and who he wanted to interview for those positions. Um, now, if those guys are working, you know, at other colleges, uh, they're going to have to wait at least a week. Uh, they're going to have to wait at least until December. Um, and if they're working in the NFL, they may have to wait longer than that before they can get them in. I don't know. But uh, I, I, there are rumors that uh, – Jeff Long talked to uh, some Rams assistants uh, last week, some uh, members of the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff. I don't know if they would leave during the middle of the season to come <laughs> recruit high school kids for their you know, college football program. Uh, you know, Who knows even who he talked to, but um, there's rumors out there. You can Google it or whatever. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, – you, you don't, Mike. You sound like head start on recruiting. I saw a tweet just today from somebody who works over at Rivals that uh, uh, I guess yesterday, Monday, was uh, Les Miles' first quote-unquote day on the job, and he's already reached out to some of the local recruits in, in the state of Kansas, and he's already trying to start start recruiting there. Uh, he, he's going to have to. I don't know what his strategy is going to be. Mine would be to reach out to the uncommitted recruits that that are still out there and see if there's any interest and then uh, the local ones and then just kind of expand and go from there so well it'll definitely be an interesting 
how long do we have? About three weeks until mm-hmm. that signing period. Yeah. To, to see how many guys he can get. Mike, you sound uh, you sound exasperated by all this. <laughs> it's just a lot to process. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how exasperated I am. I, <laughs> that doesn't it look like a hopeless situation though. I mean, you got you got one recruit in your class. You got yeah. three weeks to fill it up, um, and then uh, and then you have. A little, maybe a little bit of time to just kind of reassess and and go. Then you have another month to go after guys to mm-hmm. get them signed by February. Well, so, Mike, here's an interesting uh, part of this he's too. He's definitely going to earn his first two months' pay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, absolutely. Well, well, Mike, an interesting part of this as well is you know the fact that as we mentioned, the recruiting class is horrible, but. A lot of seniors are leaving from this team. I mean, that's that's the reason I ultimately said you got to move on from David Beatty because of how many seniors were on this team were big factors in this year's team, and it looked to me like it was going to be back to square one next year, minus you know guys like Puka Williams, who's a great player, and some others. But uh, there's a lot of rebuilding to do here. You mentioned the scholarship levels as well, so all these things are a factor here. Mike, let me ask you this: uh, Puka Williams, got to imagine. There might be some transfer thoughts there. Have you heard anything along those lines? I have not heard anything along those lines. Um, I mean, all I can really do is is go by what these guys tweet out, I guess. Uh, and both him and Mike Lee are from Louisiana, and uh, their last couple of tweets have been pretty positive. So I have to think they're at least considering sticking around. Uh, obviously, we definitely hope they are because – you know, especially at Puka Williams, if he leaves, I mean, that's that's going to be a big blow. The uh, uh, You're talking about losing a lot of seniors. The offense only loses four starters. They lose an offensive lineman, they lose Peyton Bender, uh, and they lose two receivers. Now, one of those guys is Steven Sims, who is probably the third best receiver in Kansas history, mm-hmm. but... Uh, uh, I mean, Peyton Bender, I don't think is a huge loss. I'm uh, not no. even sure that he's the best quarterback on the roster. And then you lose a, a you know, a two-star offensive lineman. Um, but uh, so, so there will be pieces there, especially if Puka Williams returns next year. There, there will be pieces there for an offensive coordinator to work with. And I, I think the offense could be decent next year. Uh-huh. Defense is where it's really going to hurt. Guys like Joe Deneen are going to be gone. Uh, Daniel Wise is expected to be an NFL draft pick, probably fourth or fifth round. Uh, KU loses, I think, seven, either seven or eight starters on defense. So the defense is going to have to be completely retooled. Uh, but but there there are definitely going to be some pieces on offense for them to work with. And uh, you know, if I, they should have that offense scoring in the 30s probably next year if mm-hmm. if uh, you know they get the decent offensive coordinator in that they need. Uh, last thing for you here, uh, Mike. Uh, people always question how much Kansas spends on football. Most people saying and and reporting that it's uh, by far of all the Big Twelve schools they spend the least amount of money. Now we know they got new facilities coming in. That's a good thing. Uh, what is the relationship like between the boosters at Kansas and uh, the football program? We know they love the hoops. But are there boosters there that truly want to make this work again, a la the Mangino era? Um, it's funny that you asked that question. I <laughs> I just finished an article, couldn't have been more than half an hour before you called, and I believe it was on the University Daily Kansan website, I believe, uh, which is the student newspaper on campus, and they had an interview with David Booth, who is probably the most high-profile big donor that the Jayhawks have. 
Uh, you know, he's the guy that bought the rules of basketball. He's the guy that um, paid for him to house those rules. And, and he's the guy who kick-started the stadium campaign that you just mentioned with a $50 million donation. And his comments I thought were interesting. Um, he, he said that he likes to stay, you know, hands off the athletic director. He doesn't get involved in hiring decisions. He doesn't tell them how to do their jobs. He doesn't do any of that stuff. And, and he said something to the effect of, I just want to go to the games and win a few. Mm-hmm. So, and, and to me, that kind of answers your question. Uh, you, they just, they just want to be competitive. They don't, have national title aspirations. They don't have Heisman aspirations. Uh, they don't want to be Nebraska or Oklahoma or Ohio State or Alabama. Um, and I don't know if it's because they realize that that's probably not realistic, or if it's because it, it's you know basketball first. It's, it's probably a mixture of both, I would think. Um, but uh, I, I would say that that's probably indicative of most Kansas fans mm-hmm. is. Hey, we have a football team too. Let's go to a few games if they're decent, and maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll win a few. Cool. Well, he's Mike Plank, editor of Rock Chalk Talk. Mike, really appreciate a couple minutes out of you, and uh, enjoy what'll be a busy off season and an exciting hoop season. Thank you, Pete. I definitely appreciate it, and uh, we are we we definitely covered the heck out of this uh, coaching search, and uh, uh, it's. Uh, it's almost full bore into basketball. So we got the preseason NIT coming up, and obviously we'll be covering that uh, pretty heavily too. So uh, our conference plays a month away. Yeah. Signing day is less than that. So. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's so, going to be a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll be out there and definitely check us out on, on Facebook and Twitter too. Both are at Rock Chalk Talk. And, uh, and uh, Pete, thanks again for having me. Anytime. Always good insight from Mike Plank. Appreciate a few minutes out of him as always. Well, once again, guys, thanks for listening to this week's interview. we got the podcast coming up this week as well. Don't miss out on that. And please do rate, review, subscribe. Send me a screenshot, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's M-U-N-D-O. And I will get you that Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Talk to you soon.